Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series we're covering this week, David? We are getting into Spooky Town as we are going through a series that apparently has an English name, but literally there's no record of the internet where I tried Googling it. So I'm just going to go with the Japanese name where I feel like I just imagined that it was called Philosophy School because I can't find anything that called it that. Right? Uh, maybe maybe that was like a direct translation, but yeah, so. I have no idea, but its Japanese name is Kaiben Ga... Ga- <sighs> this is going to be hard. Kaiben? I think it's Kiban, first of all. Fuck, I'm gonna call it philosophy school, even if that's not yeah. what its name is. That's what it literally translates to. We'll insert some audio from Tucker for how you actually say it. Or insert some audio from me <laughs> where I can tell you that it's called Kiben Gakua Yotsuya Senpai no Kaiden. God damn, this guy fucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some part of that translates to philosophy school. I think the translation I saw was philosophy school ghost stories, which one of those two things kind of makes sense for this series. The other one, I have no fucking clue what that title's doing here. Makes sense because no one had any clue what the fuck happened in this manga either. I was like so hoping when I picked this up and it would just be like, hmm, ghosts are on the loose. What do you think, Wittgenstein? Oh, I don't know, Kant. Why don't we ask our friend uh, Heidegger? No, he's a Nazi. All right, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this series was written by Haruichi Furudate. The run dates were between March 1st, 2010 to July 5th, 2010. This is old school for us. This is vintage. I can't believe this series is 18 years old. Mmm, yeah, and it went for three volumes and 18 chapters. Mmm, a good old school flop taste, you know? Yeah, I just love how you were like, yeah, 18 years, that sounds all right, 2022 to 2010. Oh, I can't do math. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Quick math. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what you can do is you can write a pretty great plot summary. Oh, I thank you, David. And you can do a pretty decent transition. So why don't I go into Mm -hmm. the fucking plot summary as best as I could figure it out. All right, guys. So there's this weird, creepy kid named Yatsuya who, according to rumors, will help solve spooky mysteries. And it just so happens that Nakashima Makoto needs just that. Her friend Hinano disappeared while reports of a local serial killer are circulating. The middle school kids are then spreading a creepypasta about a spooky doll who used to have three legs, but then Yatsuya explains to Makoto that she was actually only missing one leg so she had three limbs, uh, not three legs. It's spooky, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, Too spooky. Or actually, you could say three spooky because it's got three legs. Well, anyway, Yatsuya then starts talking about how he wants to be a really good horror writer and lays out the elements of a horror story, which are completely wrong and stupid. His three elements are cast, narration, and audience. So I don't think that really works for a horror story, maybe a horror movie, but whatever. And that's, anyway, that's just every movie. That's just movies in general. Yeah. (laughs) He then plays a prank on Makoto where he makes a three-limbed doll fall on her head, which freaks everyone in her class out. In fact, it freaks the teacher out so much that they realize, oh, wow, he was really spooked by a three-limbed doll, so he must be the serial killer. I mean, I got really (laughs) spooked when I read that, too. I uh, couldn't sleep for days after I read the series, and I read it today. You just know when you read it, oh, I'm not sleeping tonight. (laughs) This feels like an ITLC villain that the character's trying to (laughs) get. Yatsuya and Makoto then play a prank on their teacher right as he's about to kill a little girl, which spooks him so much that he gets arrested. Yatsuya talks about how he loves spooky stuff, and Makoto hates spooky stuff, but decides that she'll have to deal with spooky stuff if she wants to save her friend. That's the plot, I think. 
This was Bokusan level, just I don't know what really was happening in this chapter. This was like if Bokusan had worse art. You thought the art was bad? I thought the art was trash. I thought the art was one of the good parts about this series. I thought it was total dog shit. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was like what the author of Bichi was, what Okubo was trying to do, but he wasn't good enough to draw like this. There are moments where the author clearly fucked up a line, didn't fix it, and then just sent it out for the fucking series. There are characters who fingers are so goddamn long, it's so strange. The foreshortening is a complete mess. Somebody's hands will be close to the camera when it makes absolutely no sense for it to be there. I see what the author was doing in that they were trying to be like all surrealistic and like all weird with like the art and stuff, but it just... It doesn't work for me, and it just looks like shit. I thought it was more just, it was stylized. Like, he draws kind of a fisheye lens style to it. I'll try and pay closer attention to the art after this chapter, but I honestly didn't have any issues, and I really thought this series at least had good use of, you know, gray tone and actually drawing somewhat backgrounds versus a lot of really lazy, just pure black line work on white backgrounds that we see in a lot of this series we cover, like Bokusai. Oh, this looks lazy as hell to me. You're an absolute mad lad. Dude, I, like, I hated those gray, those gray tones that he was using. Like, it just, I saw that and I was like, oh, God, and he's got, like, the fucking dodge tool over there. This just looks like, this is just fucking amateur hour over here, man. I think you're crazy, but I respect your opinion. Well, thank you. I do want to say, though, that when you made that, when you said that thing about how, like, if he made a bad line, he just kept it. I was at first not sure if you were talking about art or dialogue, because that's shit, too. They both work here. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a second draft. I know. This is based on a one shot where apparently the one shot is substantially worse than this. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So we've kind of been dancing around it. We haven't explicitly talked about it because, but the biggest issue here is that it's just really, really hard to follow this series. It is so hard to follow the plot. This dude very clearly had like 30 pages of ideas and then he had to add 20 pages of filler. Like this plot drags on so insanely slowly. Very clearly had a minimum page count he had to hit. There are whole swaths of this chapter that's just Yatsia explaining like weird bullshit that you can't follow anyway that are just very confusing. Like, I don't know. If you're trying not to confuse people, don't introduce like a stupid creepy doll story and then say, oh, that story was incorrect. Here's a second one. Like, I don't even know how they, how they related at all to the fucking serial killer because they might have explained it once or twice, but it's just, it really is just so hard to follow what's happening. There are a bunch of panels here where I just had to stare at the art for a bit to even figure out what was going on. This actually felt kind of difficult to figure out what is going to go on because they don't really plant any seeds. This is an entirely self-contained thing. If you just put this away and said this was a one-shot, fine. I honestly don't know why Shonen Jump decided that this would be something that needed to be a series. I had absolutely no clue how this series was going to continue the first time because I thought that the little girl they found in the teacher's like, I don't know, serial killer den, I thought that was her friend because I had no clue who the fuck that was otherwise. It turns out it was just some random little girl. Yeah, because well, he had already killed her friend, right? No, her friend is still missing. Then whose hands are those in the freezer? There are hands in the freezer? Yeah, didn't he have real body parts he was, like, trying to make a doll out of? Yeah, but he killed a bunch of other girls. 
Yeah, but like they seem to end it. And I'm only harping on this because I literally don't know how you could continue any plot from this story without it. I'm pretty sure they end with the main character saying, oh, we're going to find my friend soon and he's going to help me. I'm pretty sure that's the plot. I just realized, you know what series this makes me think of? Phantom Seer? No, Cool Shock BT. Where that shit with her at the window with the doll like scaring the guy and this like 400 IQ shit. <laughs> this is a spiritual sequel to Cool Shock BT. The teacher, I swear to God, is kind of meant to give you Kira vibes. Well, he literally collects hands. Exactly, yeah. And even the way that he draws him, the style that he's doing just really reads to me as like discount. Iraqi. Yeah. What I said about this series, my first impression was this is actually what if Phantom Seer sucked more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, as far as I can tell, there isn't like any actual supernatural shit going on, but whatever. Could be one of your guesses. Could be one of my guesses. And on that note, do you want to get into the guesses? Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything else to say about this fucking, about this fucking chapter. No, you can't think of anything positive to say. That's true. That's true. That's true. You could dunk on this series for another five minutes, I'm sure. That would require me to remember things about this series, though, is the problem. And it's very difficult to remember things about this singular chapter we read. I'm going to be honest. My guesses for this series were not my best material. How could you have good material? It's so hard to fucking guess what's going to happen with this series because, like, until I told you that that wasn't her friend, you didn't even know what the plot of this series was. No. I mean, I thought it was weird. Like, how is her friend, like, eight years yeah. old? But I was like, maybe the author forgot. I didn't realize that wasn't her friend until my second read through. I can't believe you read this twice. You, you fucking. Oh, I skimmed it the second time. Oh, good. Just making sure. But yeah, so what are your guesses, David? <laughs> so my first guess is there will be a mystery involving the main character's girl's parents. Mm -hmm. The second is the big bad will be a murderer with a connection to the main character. Mm -hmm. And the time skip will show the main character becoming a best-selling mm -hmm. author. Okay. And my guesses are, I think somewhere in the series, there will be a Jason mask. <laughs> okay. I think the author is going to draw that somewhere. It's going to be real spooky, I guess. And my second one is, it's similar to yours. Uh, it'll end with a time skip where Yatsia is making horror movies. So now we're in, t in like a little bit of a conflict here where if he ends up being a horror writer, then you get the point. And if he makes movies, then I get the point. If that happens, our person, I think she'll get half a point. Yeah, what if he makes horror games, though? That would be great. Oh, fuck off. Oh, but anyway, my third guess is that most of the conflicts will end with them spooking bad guys until they get arrested. It's literally Cool Shock BT. <laughs> it's literally Cool Shock BT, except shittier. <laughs> I feel like that was the big discovery for this episode, as I realized this isn't shitty phantoms here. This is shitty Cool Shock BT. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe the cover art will be him and BT playing volleyball. Because um, we haven't said it, but this guy made Haikyuu, so like it's another My Hero Academia where apparently he had one good series or one popular series in him and just clearly he can't make anything else because you can't be overall competent at creating art when you made something this bad. <laughs> I do think it's a BHE situation where he was younger and then he grew up and moved and you know you grow up and you get better He at made things. IQ two years after this. That's a significant amount of time. You can improve a lot in two years. You're right. As, as we've seen with this podcast where our two year anniversary is coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, David, would you read another fucking 10 chapters of this shit? 
It's not because I like it. It's because I just I don't know how you can make the series keep going. So this is your uh, PPPPPPP. Yeah, I just want to read it to be like, where is he going with this? Because I don't know how this isn't just a self-contained one shot. <laughs> I totally understand that. But as for me, no, this fucking sucks. So that's fine. Well, too bad. Unlike PPP, we will have to keep reading this. Oh, yes, yes. We already have a good contender for worst series this year. Oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, of that, I guess. Uh, what's your power word, David? I'm going to say Nani. Nani? Because <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I read? Nani? Yeah, like seriously. It's like uh, I had to think about that super basic <laughs> summary for a while. There is so much shit that happens in this series that, that listener, you have no clue about because it's just completely irrelevant. Yep. <laughs> And my power word is spooky, because damn, what a spooky story. I like spooky horror stories. What about you, David? Do you like horror spooky stuff? Aren't you supposed to say, do you like scary movies? That, that's the line, Jordan. Do you like ghost stories, David? <laughs> You're in one. <laughs> I honestly like had that quote in my head whenever he started talking about horror horror movies. I was just like, "You're wait, in." Wait one. a second. In that movie, though, he doesn't turn into a ghost. He turns into like a skeleton. Yeah, but you know, they're I mean, they're kind of like ghost skeletons in that movie. You know, it's like they're kind of translucent-ish. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, we got some questions and answers. All right, you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Don't copyright strike us. <laughs> All right. First one, Yaji Black. Are there any flopped mangaka that you think could likely to find success in a different medium? So like novel writer, TV, movie script writer, playwright, director, etc. The guy who wrote Red Sprite would uh, find more success as a uh, union organizer. He makes union <laughs> propaganda comics. I think this is a actually a harder question than I was expecting I put on. <laughs> Let me cheat and say I think that the, cre- the creator of a Stealth Symphony would be much better as a writer because that's what he did before he made Stealth Symphony. <laughs> uh, also, I think the guy who wrote Teenage Renaissance, David, actually, I think I could see him making movies because he has about an hour and a half worth of material. I just assumed he was going to make porn. No, that was... Like, uh... hentai. Well, he could also do Actually, it. Actually, yeah, that's true. <laughs> By the way, I do have to write a wrong, which is on our awards episode, we talked about the Sora of the comic, and neither one of us mentioned Mannequin Piss. I thought we talked about that later in the episode. Did we? Well, anyway. We'll give an honorary, honorary nomination for Mannequin Piss for Sora of the Year. Yes, exactly. And people did complain, and they say we should keep it to the actual spirit of what the term Sora is, so... For next year, we'll only nominate characters and not anything else that a series might have done well. All right, listener, if you fucking say so. God, it's cancel culture, I swear to God. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one, David. The next one is from Kirby Mon, who asks, Are requests for recommendation episodes part of Patreon bonuses, or you don't take them? I know flop requests are in Chainsaw Man tier. So, um, actually, we are planning on probably launching a new tier that's probably $20, $25. So, if people have an idea for what they'd like to name that tier, uh, I'm thinking it'd probably be something Cop and Dolphin. <laughs> so, maybe it'll be Dolphin Cop tier. <laughs> okay, well, Jordan laughed, so I guess that's the name of the tier. And so, that, I think, is one of the things we're going to definitely do is probably you'll be able to just 
pick a major piece of content, much like how Chainsaw Man can pick the manga series. We'll work with you with some ideas. You know, there's different types of content, you know, things like first impressions, recommendations, etc. And then you'll just help us figure out what we should do. The other part is also that if you are already an existing patron or if you just join, generally, if we're not sure what we want to make the poll, we generally are pretty bribable for what to have on the poll. That's actually a Maku Chan was on the poll for that recommendation episode. Someone joined the Patreon because they were like, hey, can you do an episode? Maku I said, join the Patreon and you got it. And then likewise, someone upgraded their Patreon to be the tiebreaker. So we picked Magu when it tied with a different series. So I mean, yeah, joining the Patreon, upgrading your tier, getting someone to join are all easy ways to be able to directly influence what content we're making because we're making it directly for the patrons. So of course, we want you to all have a lot of say in the actual content we're making exclusively for you folks. Look, guys, we got a price, you know, and we're just saying, you know, you can make suggestions, but like, uh, you give us a little money, we might be uh, a little incentivized to listen a little closer. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> oh, and also, of course, so if you have ideas for what you would like to see in a $20 tier, please let us know because we're still thinking about really how do we diversify that from King of the Forest, which is our currently our highest realistic tier. Not that we don't love our two Chainsaw Man patrons, one of whom is listening right now, but we know that $50 a month is quite costly. So we're hoping $20 is a good in between of I really want to help the show, but I just financially can't be giving that much every month. The next question comes from Stackhorn, who asks, if you had to try and save a flop by adding a character from a different flop to it, who would you choose and what series would you put them in? Oh, this is so tough because there's just, there's so oh. many flops, David. How about Sora from Beast Children in Hunter's Guild or not Hunter's Guild in Tokyo Shinobi's Coin? says, why are you racist? <laughs> Yeah, put him in fucking Robot Laser Beam, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. The main character from Zipman in Phantom Seer. He's just like a nice guy who will help them. And I think that him being nice will even out how much of a dick the, the other main character is. <laughs> I like that. That's a good call. <laughs> or just add Mannequin Piss to any series and it would be great. Oh, absolutely. Mannequin Piss and fucking Phantom Seer? Yeah. Instantly a better series. Instantly. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> next question is from Coltrek who asks, what mango would taste the best if you were to eat it? Candy Flurry, next question. Yeah, Candy Flurry. Yeah. <laughs> next one is from T. Wolfwood who asks, what is the best bathroom reader manga? Maybe a Pop Team Epic? That's a good call. I guess the question is, what makes a good criteria for a good bathroom reader manga? Something that's meant to be read in the bathroom is something where you could just flip it up open to a random page. It's like a joke book or whatever. You just kind of sit on the toilet, you take it out, and you just read a couple pages of something. Don't have to follow anything. Easy. There you go. And I feel like Pop yeah. Team Epic, just like four panels. There you go. Same with High School Family, I think. like It takes like two minutes to read a chapter of it, or worst case, you just look for Gomez and just smile at how cute he is. Yeah, or Cromarty High. Oh, man, that was a great series. Yeah, fuck it. Even Boba 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 Bo. I mean, what? You, you're really going to follow the... You're really going to care about the plot of Boba 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 no. Bo? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our last question comes from Generic Man, our latest patron. So thank you for joining and also keeper of the Shonen Flop manga data. So that was super helpful. So thank you for that as well. Oh, thank you so much. Who asks, which flop could do the best flip? Ooh, hardball cop and dolphin is not a flop because otherwise I would say there's a dolphin in there. Mm -hmm. Am I misremembering or did the girl in Neolation do a flip? I think she did like capoeira. Yeah, she did something, some kind of capoeira move. I was going to say Nehru because he's like a martial artist. So he'd probably be actually mm. be able to like, if you just said on the spot, do a backflip, he probably just could. 
He could, especially because he's got such strong feet. He could easily push off the ground. Please talk about his feet more. Oh, they're so muscular, David. Oh, man. So powerful. Look at those gorgeous feet of his. Yeah. Also, I can't believe Beth may turn 30, speaking of feet. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah. Ha- you know you know what I'm referencing. No, I don't. Happy birthday, Beth May, friend of the show. Go listen to the narrow episode. We talked about the Beth May feet thing. It's not me being weirdo. It was an intentional reference to a thing she did in Dungeons and Days. I mean, it's also you being a little weird, but anyway, not not, okay. not as weird as it initially seemed. <laughs> Thanks, bud. You're welcome. All right, but that is all the time we had today for questions. Thank you all so much for submitting them. If you'd like to have your question read on the show, all you have to do is join the Shonen Flop Discord where we have a dedicated channel. And to recap, though, our priority is always we want to try and give space for our lovely King of the Forest and above patrons. Then we try and give priority to people that have never asked questions before. And then finally, people that really haven't had a question answered in the last five or so episodes where, yes, I legitimately have built an Excel model that shows the answer rate and the frequency of answers for certain individuals and flags people that should be having their questions answered. <laughs> Using that college degree well. <laughs> he got the business degree. Here we go. Yee, buddy. Let's move on to shout outs. So, David, I think something happens in the shout outs here, first of all. You know? Oh, yeah. I uh, really want to thank myself for just really running a terrific show. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and also, though, I really want to thank Jordan for running and editing the TV episodes. It's a lot of work, and I re- he really does a great job. Thank you. We also have some upcoming surprises of things Jordan's been working on, so I'm really excited when that comes up that we can talk about it. Oh, yeah. The Chibi cover art is by our uh, longtime former artist, Shannon. Thanks to Tucker for assisting with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Nicole for helping with social media. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. Be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Come hang out with us to talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in the show notes. You've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going? Consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're going to cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash flop. If you're not ready for a regular commitment, well, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much requested Gomez, Moon, and Mashal punching Harry Potter shirts, along with the cover art from this episode. And a portion of the proceeds will go back to the original artist to boot. No worries if you can't help the show out financially. If you could like, rate, review, or share our show, it really helps us build our audience. Even telling one friend to check us out means a lot to us. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. And finally, as a shout out at the end, hey listener, did you know that I have a secret other podcast? (gasps) Oh my God. It's called Mission Ignition about a TV show that nobody has ever cared about except for me called Vampires. It's terrible. We just put out our sixth episode because finally got somebody, my good friend Ganymede, who is now going to be a uh, a permanent host. She did a fantastic job editing the episode. So you can check that out. Our Twitter is at B the V, B-E-T-H-E-V-E-E. And yeah, 
I would also like to send a generous thank you to our lovely patrons, including those on the Chainsaw Man tier. We got Pterodactyl Ghost and Trafalgar Wolfwood. How you doing, Trafalgar Wolfwood? You're here right now. What's up? I would also like to lay out a thank you to our King of the Forest tier. We got Albie. We got Can't Wait to Get a Taste of Sean's Moist Taco. We got Gabe Landau. We got Manji Knights. We got Mark. We got Matthew Sivilich. We got Maverick, <laughs> Overrated Apples, Scarlet Myrmidon, what's up? The BB King, BB The, my man. And finally, another wonderful thank you to our Galactic Ball Federation officers, and that is Alexander Zorak, Blamumu, BS, Dylan Kreider, Generic Man, Hans, Marabara, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Shingo Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, that one welder guy too, Trevor Schechter, Tristan Denna, and Yaji Black. My friends, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I really want to say thank you, everyone, for being a patron. We hit our goal and we are excited. We're going to figure out our next goal. We have a super stretch goal, which is if we can get $2,000 a month, we will actually fund an anime opening. So oh, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't inspire you to fund the Patreon, I don't know what would. But if people have ideas for other goals in between the $2,000 goal and the $200 <laughs> goal, we are all ears, so we're looking for something a bit more reasonable, maybe in the 350 or so range. Uh, 350,000, anyway. Yes, there we go. We will actually buy the rights to build kink, so no one can ever do anything with it ever again. <laughs> all right. Well, we had a lot of fun here, but with that, uh, I'm trying to remember how we ended. I'm Jordan. I'm David. Say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yes, I remembered. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>